he looks at me and he says, Hey, I'm like, yeah. He goes, you're breathing. And I'm like, I know. And he's like, <laughs> <laughs> he said, can you uh, look away from the microphone? And I'm like, Welcome, everyone, to episode 64 of The Mashup, the best bourbon conversation you're going to hear all week long. We're your hosts, Michael, Anthony, and Stephen. Hello, sir. Sit next to me. How are you doing? Oh, fantastic. You were a little bit light on your hello tonight. Well, third time's a charm. I wanted to, uh, you know, make it a little <laughs> bit longer, you know. See? There you go. He got it. Yeah. So, you, did you hear what I just did there? What'd you do? Oh, you're doing a little sniffle? It is sniffle. The freaking allergy season has officially hit Lexington, and it is god-awful. Every evening around, like, pre-dusk, my nose starts going crazy. I don't know what it is. And you guys may have noticed, if you're very careful listeners, and we hope you are, that I'm a little bit breathy around the microphone. And I need to explain, okay? Yeah, yeah, Steven's over here. He's, I've never noticed it. So Steven's a big editor, and he's like, <laughs> he looked at me the one day, and he goes... Hey, man, like it was right before we're about to record. So talk about a confidence killer. <laughs> we're right. We're ready to record. And he goes, he looks at me and he says, hey, I'm like, yeah. He goes, you're breathing. And I'm like, I know. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> he said, can you uh, look away from the microphone? And I'm like, yeah, I will. But then I actually went and saw my allergist and she told me that. She heard it too on the mashup. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, she didn't hear it. <laughs> <laughs> she basically said, you know, you need to be on a maintenance medication for your breathing because I have very severe allergies. And I started that medication probably like a week ago. And now I'm not so breathy on the microphone, but I am fighting severe allergies because of the pollen count around here. Right. Yeah. And um, so what else do you want me to talk about here? The fact that you have a long haired cat, Steven's cat. What's the, what's the cat's name again? You what's named a real, it, you what's named a real it name? Eight times over. So I've called the cat uh, Mr. Wiggles. <laughs> I've also yelled Denise. Denise. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. I yelled Denise at the cat. But Stephen has a long-haired cat, and I'm actually one of those people that has like a top, you know, 5% of the world has severe cat allergies. And so we record at Stephen's house, but the cat does not bother me by and large. I'm kind of using it as an excuse because of my breathiness. And now you, you notice that my breathiness has gone away. Wow. I'm one of the rare people that have a purebred. That's true. Yeah. So. No, this is a beautiful cat. What's the cat's actual name, man? Remy. Remy. See? Yeah. Yeah. He is a uh, Siberian breed. He is. He's, uh, he's, he's large. A, he's a big cat. And I actually appreciate him because he doesn't bother me too, too much. I actually... You know, being that I couldn't be around cats my whole life, I actually quite enjoy the fact that he's hanging out half the time or recording, looking at us. Yeah, you know, he, does. he likes to bother us. So we don't have any official shout outs tonight, but um, if you give us a review on Apple Podcasts, we will give you a shout out. We may even give you a ham horn. I got a the ham horn, ham, you know, but anyway. We do have a one shout out for this bottle tonight oh yeah that's right uh i actually got lucky once and i actually won something okay and i won something on instagram ig contest yeah yeah yeah, yeah. all those ones that say you know you know add yourself comment with a friend oh yeah yeah like garbage you were always successful in that well i did once nice and it was from our our friend uh jeff at uh bourbon patriot 
Oh, Bourbon Patreon on Instagram. Yep. And uh, give him a follow. We The bottle we are reviewing tonight came from him. Oh, awesome. That's really cool. I mean, I never have any luck on any of those things. Randos, <laughs> nothing. Yeah, yeah. I'm always striking out. So the fact that you got this from uh, our buddy Bourbon Patriot is pretty cool. Yep. So tonight's bottle is a bottle of Nulu Single Barrel Bourbon. All right. This is going to be Nulu Bourbon coming from the Prohibition Craft Spirits Distillery in Louisville. Now, I call it a distillery, but I think right now what they're doing is they're distilling, but they're actually sourcing stuff too. So PCS, the bottle date is 2021. ABV is 56.6. Proof is 113.2. The age is five year exactly. And the mash bill is undisclosed, but we know that this comes from MGP because they probably state that on their website. So I don't yeah. think it's contract distilled. So if that's the case, it's not being anything in Louisville. Yes, but yeah. <laughs> that's true. But um, it means it's either probably the high or low rye. So we're looking at like a different corn content in the rye and malted barley content. But the rye would probably be anywhere from 24 to 36, I think, because it's definitely not a weeded or high corn coming from MGP. And MSRP is $60 for this product. But if you're looking at Nulu anywhere else. This is a pick. Yeah, it's a pick. Yeah. So it could be more expensive. And it also could be if it's a different variant. And when I say different variant, they have different finishing processes, different barreling processes. And I have seen Nulu as high as, I think, $120 for a double barrel rye. Well, right off the bat, all these Nulu bottles look the same. They That's all, true. They all have this cylinder shape. And they look very small. It's one of those things that the 750 looks kind of small. Yeah, it almost looks like somebody took a bourbon barrel and then slapped like a little short neck on it. <laughs> That's what it looks like to me. It doesn't look like Yeah. Yeah. But it's uh, they, they do look like that. Yeah. Uh, one knock on it right off the bat is that when I opened it this evening, the wax went everywhere. Oh, it crumbled it's, on it, you? It like crumbled I mean, I had to pick it off the ground, the couch, oh, the yeah. table. It went everywhere. The one that reminds me of when you said that is that old Knob Creek picks, I think they've gotten a little bit better. But the old Knob Creek picks, have uh, they? I've had some of those disintegrate on me in the same way you're describing. So, you know, yeah, that's not fun when you got to pick wax up for yeah. everywhere. So if you've seen one new Lou bottle, you've seen them all. The only difference is the wax. And for this single barrel non-chill filter, it's kind of a gold wax. And I think they do change the wax colors when mm-hmm. they change the look of the stickers. The stickers look very like Buffalo Trace-ish, you know? Oh, do you agree with that? Point. Yeah. It's like just a gold sticker with uh, with a name on it. Mm-hmm. Just a single barrel select, which almost looks identical. I wonder if they get them from the same supplier that Buffalo Trace gets them from. It is just a circle gold sticker let's not get all that i know <laughs> man but i'm just saying that's my whole thing i always like get upset about the fact that bourbon companies don't do more to market their products but that is their thing i know yeah that is that's, so that's bt's thing it kind of looks like uh you know when you see a bt sticker that's what it kind of looks like on here it looks like a bt sticker only it says prohibition craft spirits i guess it's out of massachusetts what do you pick yeah the pick i'm not sure to tell you the truth because i should have looked it up I would assume that if they if it was coming from them, I think that's where Jeff is, either Connecticut or Massachusetts area. Yeah, but did he picked this. Do you know if he picked it? That's a good point. I don't even know. Yeah, he may. You know what I'm saying? Like if if he didn't got it just from somebody else, then I don't think they have wide distribution. So he, if he got it from someone else, I don't know if it have a personalized sticker on it or whatever. 
So the one thing that I have to say, and you know, in the absence of Michael, you know, I wish he could be here for this episode. He would have loved this episode. He would have because this I think has in, his name written all over it. <laughs> in previous episodes, he has, you know, how would you describe it? Do you think he's like uh, overly critical or just uh, steadfast, or what would you say? When the center aisleways of Total Wine are lined with Nulu picks, yeah, and Nulu wax. Uh-huh. And Nulu bottles. I mean, I can see where it's coming from. Yeah. So I think his, uh, that's a good thing. So you reminded me now, I would call it not uh, in a mean spirited way. He's just cynical, right? Yes. Yeah. So he's just kind of like upset. That it showed up out of nowhere. Yeah. And did. there was a hundred variants of it and the bottles were not cheap. Yeah. And if you look on it, was it PCS's website? They say they've been doing these private picks since 2016, but I think 2016. Yeah. That's what they have on their website. I feel like I just saw this product three years ago, two years ago. Yeah. It's two years ago when it started flooding the market in Kentucky. And when I say in, in Kentucky, it's not really, I don't think it's widely available nationwide. Maybe that's some of the appeal, but we're talking about four or five and six year old MGP rye and bourbon that is twisted and turned yeah. <laughs> in all different ways to make unique products. And I just, I, I never really found it super appealing at the beginning. I went and bought, I think one bourbon pick and then I bought another one and I bought something else and I stopped. <laughs> I think I bought three and I stopped Okay, and I didn't have any other experience after that. So that's why this is a fresh crack tonight. I'm excited to try it and see what I think because I remember not thinking it was worth it. And I think that's kind of what Michael was saying. Like what, how do you just come out with all these bottles? Bottles just everywhere, nowhere. Everywhere. Like liquor barn has them. Total wine yeah. has them. I don't think I've seen them in mass and Kroger's or anything, but I've seen them in a lot of places. Well, should we go for our first notes? Sounds good. Well, I've got caramel. Yeah, you do. Yeah. You got a lot of that. And a little bit of soda. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, but it's funny. It's caramel and it's soda, but it's not like, there's not a lot going on. It's just kind of there. And not much, not much ethanol. Yeah, not much ethanol. For 113 especially. But it's overwhelmingly caramel. I'm actually yeah. trying to identify something else. Man, other it's than hard. That. Unfortunately, like I'm, for the first time, I think, in quite a few episodes, I'm not... I got a little butterscotch. Oh, a little butterscotch. Yeah. Okay. The only thing that I can contribute at all to this is a slight and very, very slight bit of you know double or toasted oak that's all i'm tasting almost like it may have been transferred to another barrel but probably not because it's five-year-old product so nobody's taken it out of the barrel we've tried several of um little sample bottles of different new picks so of the of the samples that we've had we've had the double oak straight bourbon we've had the toasted straight bourbon the toasted rye okay the rye that was finished in apple brandy okay i remember that one yep and then the um it's like the experimental finish series i remember that one of too the bourbon yeah it was that was in the the honey barrels oh, okay that was that was not bad yeah yeah so i say out of those that i've had i think i think the double might have been my favorite would you consider yourself a nulu expert then at this point that's, okay I mean, i've had a lot you of might be i mean this will, you, my, this will be my. This will be my sixth version of it. My did lord! You, did you have the Chianti finish? <laughs> they don't have one, do they? Did, did I didn't it? get that sample. Why not? Where's the Ziffendel barrel finish? 
Well, should we go for first taste? I'm going to say again, caramel. Yes, sir. I will double down. I'll go two <laughs> times caramel. Yeah. That's literally all I'm getting. I'm getting like a massive amount in the front, which is not bad. That's a good thing to no. have. And there's no burn for 113. Yeah. Definitely but the not. finish is non-existent. Yeah, the finish is actually like um, kind of a dirt finish, I would say. It's earthy. When I say dirt, I mean the back palate's hitting me like musty barrel. That's what I'm getting on the back palate. But That's a really good de- description. Oh, okay. All yeah. right. So you said musky. I- yeah, musty kind of barrel yeah. finish, which is interesting again. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder where it's being stored at. What's Maybe it's in half underground. I do have to say, I don't know how in the world you store a barrel of bourbon in a warehouse and it's one-dimensional. Yeah, that is very odd. Like, where's this warehouse geographically located? And is it, is one- it the most like blank slated thing <laughs> within 100 miles of that warehouse? <laughs> I guess it's Indiana, so there's your answer. It's a warehouse that's in the middle of Indiana, right in the middle of a wind farm. I guess. And, and it just is one floor. And so every, the wind farm blows anything and everything that could flavor the whiskey just completely off the map. What do you think? It must be. Like, I don't under- <laughs> You've driven through Indiana and seen the wind farms, right? There's a lot of them. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I guess Kentucky, we have hills and yeah. I mean, there's always a creek or a lot of stuff. Or, yeah. I imagine you get you know, natural flavoring from all that, but this is like, there's caramel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's yeah, obviously coming from the barrel. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Oh, where else would it come from? Right. It's gotta be however it's made, but it's a, uh, yeah, it's very interesting. It's one dimensional. We mm-hmm. have many things we've tried to do. No. We think are just one dimensional. I mean, I guess the five years is kind of like smoothed out the ethanol a little bit for yeah. being the proof, but it's just so surprising. You got to give credit where it's due. So, I mean, I mean, I, if that was what they went, were going for, I mean, that's, they nailed it. Oh, 100%. Yeah. It's just really interesting that it's like that. And it's a single barrel pick. I think that's the yeah. tough part, though, because I don't yeah. know how the pick process works. Yeah. Did they do it? Did somebody else do it? And was it something that how many people judged on it? Was it unlimited barrels? And, or did uh, Nulu yeah. just send in them, like, you know, four vials and they just pick the one they like. Yep. Cause I've been part of those kind of things. And we know how that goes where I actually picked one time. The only like the handful of times I've had to pick, um, it was for a local shop and we had a taste like that. You know, they sent small bottles of three barrel samples and I actually told <laughs> the people who were in charge of getting the the barrel that I would probably reject it and said, just don't get it all together. And they were like, what? And like, you don't have to get it. Round two. Yeah. Nothing compels you to buy it. Like just tell them to send you more samples, but they bought it and it sold out because it was a pick, but still, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So this might be the same kind of thing. What other five year MGPs are out there for other brands that maybe this can be similar to? Oh, my God. Well, unfortunately, in the past, we've talked about the fact that there's a lot of MGP bourbon on the market. There's but, like, it. it's, uh, you got original sourcers like Old Scout and OKI that OKI has been sold to another company. Yep. And they're putting out five, six, and seven-year-old bourbon. Old Scout's putting out five, six-year-old and seven-year-old bourbon. You got um, rye being sourced by everybody. But MGP is, like, I'm trying to think of all the other places. Jepson, so... 
flashback to a couple episodes ago when we talked about um, Jepson's and the fact that they have some amazing stuff there. And I tasted that pick from Mythical that I thought was amazing at six years. That was good. Down Home, Deadwood, Backbone. I mean, we could keep going. And I, I wouldn't even be able to cover them all. Like, there's so many companies that are sourcing young MGP bourbon right now that it's just almost like, I hate to say it, but it's like ubiquitous. Like, I could start Tony's Bourbon Company tomorrow because, you know, I'm Anthony, but I, I like to, you know, if I was going to start a bourbon company, it'd be Tony's Bourbon Company, and I'll get the finest bourbon, you know, barrels of MGP that you've ever seen, and I'll sell them to everybody who wants to buy them. And that's kind of like what the market is like right now, and it drives me drives me a little nuts, to tell you the truth. So, so, so it's like Old Scout, Deadwood, and the like, are they all same price point? The price point's all over the place, but they are all closer to $50. It's not like anybody's uh, selling for 30 bucks. They can't because those barrels are so expensive. I mean, I guess a single barrel. Yeah. I don't know what they're... I don't know if those are the other ones. They're variations, but I've seen single barrel. I've seen blends. I've seen all kinds of stuff. Like, okay. I bet you there's probably 20 brands right now, at least, maybe more, that are sourcing MGP stuff. Um, in fact, do you remember when we did that review of Penelope? At least Penelope bourbon, we liked that. They were getting their recipe distilled at MGP. So it wasn't the okay. same kind of thing where they're just buying an already distilled recipe from MGP. They're just using their warehouse. Yeah, they're, well, they're using the warehouse and they're, they're getting them to distill their juice. Yeah. But but so, yeah, I don't know. Like, it's just, it's very hit or miss for this kind of stuff. So, Anthony, would you pass, try, or buy on the new single barrel bourbon? The gentleman uh, suspends his time and sends it back to the gentleman from uh, over here. So I'm going to send it back to you. All right. So this is one-dimensional. Yep. At 60 dollars It was pretty generic bourbon. Okay. I don't know if I'm going to spend $60 on generic bourbon. Okay. So I'm probably going to be a pass. <sighs> oh, no. And even the other variances, I don't know how much they were interesting enough for me to even yeah. warrant money. Yeah, I, you know what? I'm giving you a hard time, like trying to, but I can't really give you a hard time because I think you're spot on. I'm, uh, I'm also going to be a pass. You know, I've had the only new... The, but the only reason is because of the money, right? Yeah, I mean, if this was thirty dollars a bottle, it'd be different. I think it'd yeah. be different. Like, okay, it's it's it, at thirty bucks. It'd be like, you know, we had a solid, we had a solid caramel bourbon that was easy to drink. Yep, uh, didn't burn. But at sixty plus dollars, maybe even seventy five for this pick. Who knows? Uh, I don't know if it's worth that kind of money for something so, uh, you know single dimensional yeah and think about every single mainstream bourbon that people like to drink evan williams white label wild turkey 101 even wild turkey rare breed right which gets critical acclaim which was absent from the shelves for a while and freaked everybody out now people are trying to make 10 bucks on a secondary market like hey those of you who are flipping wild turkey out there I love you a whole lot, but don't leave me a review on Apple Podcasts because I'm going to tell you where you can stick it. Sorry about that. Up the turkey. Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, that's just ridiculous. But those kind of things, like when you think about how much there is under $60 in the market, why would you ever in the world pay for a 
four to five year old MGP unless unless the only one that I ever paid for would have been that that Jepson's pick that I tasted that was amazing but that was I bet you one in thirty that's tasted like that I mean you know you're getting the one note I mean yeah. I say any I would say a majority of the bottles under thirty dollars would smoke this I think so yeah yeah and 100%. those would be easy I mean cheaper and easier to get yeah I mean, nationwide I, I would think. Yeah, I'd rather drink Buffalo Trace. There's oh, so gosh. many things I'd rather drink that over than a good over BT this. pick would destroy this. I think, and that's the thing. A good BT pick here, if you get it at a store, the even the mom and pop. When I say mom and pop, the independent liquor stores, they're they're probably going to charge forty forty five dollars for a Buffalo Trace pick, which is still going to be underneath. You can get them for fifty sixty on a secondary market. It's going to be cheaper than getting this. So this is basically the same price as a Weller Antique. That's true. And you'd rather drink that, wouldn't you? I, I would. Yeah. Even the the proof is a, almost equivalent. So yeah. It's a little, it's a little bit higher, but yep. Um, I mean, my goodness. I mean, I'd rather drink a Woodford Rye. Oh yeah. <laughs> For thirty two bucks. I know you'd rather drink a Woodford. I would too. I'd, I'd like to go revisit that night. Yeah. We had a good time when we drink that. <laughs> I mean, uh, Elijah Craig Barrel Proof. Oh man, Elijah Craig Barrel Proof remains, even though Kentucky uh, distiller, I mean distillers, distributors have raised the price of that. It's still pound for pound one of the best bourbons you can buy. I know I'm just naming off a bunch of random bourbons, but yeah. it's just like no, you're. I get what you're saying. You're you're right in the realm of what I'm thinking too, which is this is treading into the premium category. Yeah, and it's not. It's, it's, it's not, giving me basic. Yeah, yeah, it's giving me basic, basic not, stuff, yeah, and so I just. I just can't see myself in like enjoying it for that reason. I agree, man. We're in, we're in agreement. And I will say this, Stephen. Would you rather have Blanton's over this? Are you serious? <laughs> uh, uh, I'd rather drink Blanton's. Of course you would. That's and that's only sixty five dollars a bottle. So we're talking about even this is in the same range as Blanton's, yeah. and it's not even close. Yeah. Even if you're a person who hates Blanton's and calls it a tater drink. Yeah. Yeah. So. Those of us that like being spuds, and I like being a spud. Do you like being a spud? Indeed. Indeed, Especially yeah. when it's uh, straight from the barrel. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> so, spuds unite. We're going to drink our Blantons, and we might not drink this Nulu. And with that, thanks for listening to this week's edition. Please like and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the Mashup KY. Also, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Until next time, keep it neat. <laughs>